Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Exurgat Deus dissipentur inimici eius, et fugiancio derunteum a face eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I gotta tell you, I'm looking across some of the news stories today, and the ones that are being more focused on by the what most people would generally consider the right wing of the country... They are shockingly diabolical. And I do mean shockingly diabolical. We're going to talk about a couple of them and see if maybe we can sort of unpack what seems to be going on in the world without mentioning, well, maybe not without mentioning, but by only slightly glancing over what listeners of this podcast already know. That clearly, um, it would seem that the devil has made some serious inroads into our country. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Archangel, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraestidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicas de precamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, que ad perditionem animarem, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, num fenum nitrude. Amen. Cordiesu sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatus caralusa domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I gotta tell you, the, <clears throat> the news stories today that I managed to just sort of breeze across, and literally, like, it was one show managed to cover all of the topics in one fell swoop. All of the things that I've been kind of keeping an eye on. And it is absolutely horrifying. It's ridiculously horrifying. 
So we're going to start with the lighthearted topic, monkeypox. Now, there's been a lot of to do about monkeypox. There's been a lot of attempted obfuscation of the sort of of, of the sort of lifestyle that you have to live in order to be uh, susceptible to monkeypox. And I say a lot of obfuscation because anybody with two eyes and two brain cells can rub those two brain cells together and look with those two eyes and see exactly the sort of people who are susceptible to this. Now, here's the thing. I've seen photographs of the monkeypox, like the, the visible presentation of symptoms. And every single time I've looked at them, it reminded me of what happened to the Philistines when they took the Ark of the Covenant. Now, for those of you who don't know the story, the Philistines did eventually secure the Ark of the Covenant, and they ran off with it. They took off. And God struck them with what, in, in, the, in Scripture, they call hemorrhoids. Yeah, that's right. Hemorrhoids. Now, once upon a time, hemorrhoids meant more than just, you know, the stuff that you treat with Preparation H. And in truth, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Preparation H was a was an adequate, uh, um, you know, treatment for the symptoms of this particular sodomitical Ill- illness. Now, they tried to obfuscate it by saying that children were getting monkeypox, and they tried to obfuscate it by saying animals were getting monkeypox. And here's where you really run into an issue. Because the CDC... Finally, or I think it was the CDC, it was one of the medical, it was one of the very well-respected medical establishments, finally came out and said, well, it looks like we were looking at this thing all backwards. It's not casual skin contact. And then they also, oh, Lord in heaven, I really don't know if I even want to say this. They also put out an announcement saying that it might not be the worst idea to keep an eye out for hamsters and gerbils because these animals could in fact be spreaders of the monkeypox. Now, if you haven't figured it out yet, this this episode is not for children. Not for children. Like we started with the most quote unquote light-hearted topic of the day. Monkeypox and its spread is the most light-hearted this episode gets. Okay? So if you haven't figured it out yet and you haven't sent the kids out of the room by now, send the children out of the room. Because here's the thing. No matter how much they tried to obfuscate, by the way, I've, I gave you the warnings. We're done now. No more warnings. The topics are going to get more brutal. They are darker, more sinister, more vicious from here on out. Okay, so if you haven't figured it out, the spread of monkeypox actually passes through two particular forms of coital intercourse that are specifically relegated to sodomites. To men. 
Capiche? And so when they came out and put out the announcement about possibly having to put, uh, to put down animals such as hamsters and gerbils, capiche? I don't want to get any more graphic than that, but I also don't want, you know, kids going, mommy, what did he mean? Because of real, no, obviously not. That's horrifying. Now, they did try to obfuscate with saying that some animals had, had contracted the disease and spread the disease. And here's where you run into a bigger issue. That is evidence of animal abuse. Plain and simple. <clears throat> this hemorrhoidic plague has one means confirmed to be the way that this is spread. One, coital intercourse of the sodomitical persuasion. Forms of sodomy, and in the case of when it spreads from human to animal, forms of bestiality. Now, I'm pointing this out, and I'm pointing out the, the, the fact that this did in fact happen one other time in history with the Philistines when they took the Ark of the Covenant, because while they didn't say specifically that these things may have happened in the time of Noah, and these things may have happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, this does seem to be, I mean, understand, this is kind of a, this is a biblical level plague. So HIV wasn't specific, it wasn't exclusively transmitted, but it was commonly transmitted by sodomites. Now, Drug, intravenous drug use and blood transfusions, contaminated blood and all of that. We got it. We got it. It was not only the rainbow communities that were subject to HIV and AIDS. This one, however, seems to be God speaking in a much more obvious, you didn't pay attention the first time, and it might be in your best interest to start to pay attention this time because now that we're making these things manifest visible so that I can mark you with your shame, when you refuse to turn away from your sinister, vicious, and wicked ways, you're not going to be able to say that you weren't warned. There's no way to say, oh, well, you know, we couldn't have possibly known. Because we do know. Catholics and Christians sort of got the instinct, they sort of understood, hey, this thing seems to be popping up near orgies and, and pride events and places where sodomites tend to, con tend, to, tend to congregate and not only congregate, but confluate. I know confluate's not a word. I know. But you get the idea. So it wasn't a difficult stretch for most of the, for the major, the major portion of mankind to look and go, hey, we have a problem here. And this is actually the problem. And nobody wants to say that this is God's judgment because in truth, let's be real. 
I don't know of anybody, like I think they said maybe 5,000 people worldwide might have contracted the virus and passed away. 5,000 people, it's not a lot. Certainly not compared to the side effects of the death jab. Certainly not compared to the number of fentanyl deaths or the number of suicides or the number of drug overdoses in the last two years. So 5,000 5, uh, people being uh, falling to this disease is not a big, huge deal. Like, this isn't one of those things you look and you go, and I don't even know if it's 5,000 people dead. I wasn't really, honestly, I wasn't really following it that, that closely. What I did notice was that they were very, very specific about, well, we're not, we're, we're trying not, we're going to, they're trying not to be quote unquote bigoted. This is, and this is what, you know, political correctness gets you. Because you can no, you now can no longer name the obvious. It is obvious. Sodomites are susceptible to this disease. They're susceptible to this disease because these are operations against nature. And whether or not this is a virus, the fact is, it is a pox. In the classical sense of the word. This is an opportunity for God to mark the unclean. Now, some of you might say something, might actually repeat those very words. And you'd be attacked as a bigot. And the fact is, is that you know you're not a bigot because someone who is suffering from same-sex attraction is not the same as someone who is living a sodomitical lifestyle. Someone who has decided that sodomy is their identity when they get marked with this pox, well, guess what? If you didn't want to get marked with the pox, you maybe, you know, or maybe perhaps you just don't do the thing. Now they had they had a protest about this, protesting for the government to start spending money on vaccines, on vaccines, like seriously, on vaccines. Lord in heaven have mercy. We can get the government to spend billions of dollars on a completely ineffective and lethal uh, lethal dose of gene therapy, but we cannot get them to spend the money on insulin. And insulin actually is provably helping a lot of people. But are we really surprised? No. Why? Because these people are godless. They are godless, anti-human, hateful people. Full stop anti-human, hateful people. <clears throat> now, it is interesting that this isn't spreading everywhere, except mostly at these events. It is interesting that God has decided to make this particular illness blatantly visible. And so those who absolutely exercise no, no self-control over their libido, those people are the ones who are getting hit with this. So you can visibly look at the people who are, biblically speaking, unclean. Now, in times past, we might have done something about this and it would have been aggressive to be sure maybe we should 
maybe we put an end to this. You want to put an uh, no joke. You want to put an end to this, you raise the banner of purity over the country. And as the banner of purity, rather than just your normal banner of purity, you raise the battle flag of purity and you put an end to this. Maybe we can convince these people to make ingots of gold in the shape of these hemorrhoids and offer them up in the collection baskets across the country. Sir, couldn't hurt. Just saying. Now, <clears throat> that was the cheerful story. It, <clears throat> it gets darker from there. Whistleblowers are now beginning to come out from this from the civilian organizations that are contracting with the federal government about a lot of the transport that is happening of illegal aliens, particularly those of minors, around the country. <clears throat> so the corpse in chief, his administration struck a deal for something to the tune of $135 million with a transportation company that the original intent was to reunite unaccompanied minors who crossed the border illegally who were trafficked across the border to reunite them with their families. And early on, this seemed to be working. However, over time, it would appear that the tidal wave of human trafficking <clears throat> under the administration of the Corpse in Chief has so far exceeded the capacity for these organizations to vet the adults that they're supposed to be uh, linking these children up with far beyond their capacity. And it's becoming very clear to the people who are involved in the organization that this is no longer reuniting families. Why? Because if little Johnny gets reunited with mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy are typically very happy to see him. Little Johnny, little Johnny will get a hug and everybody will be in tears to be like, oh my goodness, I'm so happy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm so happy. <clears throat> and early on, that was the case. But as time has gone on, and we now have more than a million illegal aliens, illegal border crossings this year, already, as time has gone on, now, they, now they're beginning to notice that some of these unaccompanied minors, when they're, re, when they're reunited with their sponsor, sponsor doesn't even look at them. Like, let's go, kid. And this is happening something to the tune of between... <laughs> right around between 20 and 40,000 times per month. <clears throat> so let me break this down to the simplest to the to the, to the simplest most reduced sentence. The federal government is trafficking children 
40,000, 30 to 40,000 children every single month. Many of which, because we're talking about the, to the tune of 8,000 children every single week. Many of which were transported over here by the cartels, the cartels who actually don't give a rip about where, where these people end up so long as they get their money. And this is happening under an administration. And I know this seems like a stretch. It's some right-wing conspiracy theory. But it's happening under an administration <clears throat> where the chief executive of the administration's nickname from his own son is Pedo Pete. And the said son is also regarded as unsafe for the Biden family children to be around. So Pedo Pete and Crackhead are basically running this administration. The same administration that did not pry out any more information from the Ghislaine Maxwell case. The same group of people who allowed Jeffrey Epstein to not kill himself. The same people who were implicated by Pizzagate. The same people who have been in avid support of aborting unborn children. Or even born children, for that matter, because they were trying to push in New York, in New York and Virginia, and California, bills that would allow you to abort a child all the way up to and even after birth. So even born children can be sacrificed. An organization, a, a group of people, a whole side of the political divide, if you want to call it that, that are eminently allied with, this, with the Church of Satan, who are seen and documented repeatedly participating, or at least observing, in homages to Baphomet. whose rank and file are well known to be victimizers of young children. Think about that. How much due diligence do you think the federal government is doing to make sure that these children are not being trafficked sexually? I mean, do you remember the movie Taken? <clears throat> I know it's a Liam Neeson movie. It was kind of over the top. But in this particular avenue, does it not seem like maybe we've allowed the movie Taken to sort of infiltrate the upper echelon, the uppermost echelons of society? The same echelons of society that pay $8,000 per dose of human blood product in order to preserve their lives. <clears throat> Told you it only got darker. It gets darker still. Other sidebar news stories happen to pick up. <sighs> A 10-year-old boy 
who's in the process of transitioning. Both of his parents are quote unquote non-binary. It would seem that the medical establishment is now perfectly okay with admitting that they're willing to conduct mutilate, mutilations under the guise of gender-affirming medical care for children as young as three years old. <clears throat> Twitter has even come out. I think they're relaxing with it now because they realize they were getting a whole lot of backlash from this. But Twitter has even come out and started banning people for accusing these people of being groomers. As though children were not being brainwashed into sexual self-mutilation and castration. 12-year-old girls being talked into having double mastectomies. If God doesn't chastise us soon, and we don't do something about this soon, <clears throat> it would not be blasphemy to say that he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Now, <clears throat> let's see, topics we've covered. Child sex trafficking, bestiality, Sodomitical lifestyles, grooming, yeah. <clears throat> and all of this is to say nothing of the other stuff that's currently going on. You know, like inflation. Like the auto-demolition of the American economy the destruction of the American middle class, the plunging of middle class people into darkness for the foreseeable future, financially speaking. The Green New Deal and all of that. But speaking, last one, of the border, <clears throat> they seem to be stop they seem to be discovering a lot of drugs crossing the border, in particular cocaine, heroin, methamphetamines, and fentanyl. And fentanyl has begun to present itself in a new way, and I recognize this new way because I used to be a diabolical bastard. As I was looking at a picture of a cut-open bag of some 3,000 fentanyl pills, which, by the way, was enough fentanyl that probably could have massacred an entire city easily. I looked at the bag and I suddenly, and I recognized what I was looking at. It was a bag of fentanyl pills masquerading as MDMA, as ecstasy, as a club drug. Let me say that again. <clears throat> it was a bag of pills masquerading as club drugs. Because one, one of the fun things about club drugs is you usually, you swing up to the bar, you get yourself a bottle of water or whatever, you take, you take the club drug, and you can take it right on the spot because it's not that big a deal. You're not injecting it, you don't have to smoke it, you don't have to prep it or cook it or anything like that. You literally you pop it in your mouth and you take a swig and you swallow it. <clears throat> and now it's fentanyl masquerading as ecstasy, which is consumed by that exact means. 
assuming you don't do some other more creative means <clears throat> that might actually get you monkeypox. <clears throat> Who's that targeting? Well, it's not necessarily targeting children. It can tar target children because the other thing that these things manage to look like are like Flintstones multivitamins. Children's chewables. Now, clearly fentanyl's not gonna taste like a child's chewable, but you get the idea because by the time you get to that point, oh, it's a little bit too late. <clears throat> You've already killed the kid. The kid just hasn't caught up with the fact yet. But the fact that these drugs are now masquerading as club drugs as they come across the border, it's no longer the op opioids and all of that. It's now actually, hey, you wanna get down and do X, Y, and Z naughtily and guess what? Now you could just leave you dead. Fentanyl's the number one killer in America right now. <clears throat> Fentanyl's the number one killer in America, beating out undetermined causes and unknown causes, which is, of course, code speak for, you know, the jab. I take it back. This is actually the most lighthearted. And this is only, you know, talking about, you know, the wanton murder of teenagers. And it is wanton murder. Because you're talking about kids who, at least in generations past, is one of the reasons why I am most happy about the fact that the rebellious aspect of this generation is the one that's rebelling against all of this left-wing, psychotic, non-binary, alphabet, rainbow people nonsense and becoming traditionalists. It's going to be the saving grace of this generation. Because, in all honesty, if things keep carrying on the way that they're going, it's going to be the kids who decide that they're going to wear the shirt and tie, that they're going to wear the slacks and the nice, modest, long, flowing dresses and have hair that is of a natural color and get married and have lots and lots of children and live a traditional Catholic or, or at least traditional Protestant Christian life it's going to be them that manage to skate just past all of this death and destruction, assuming they can get past the drug gangs and the, and the, and the, uh, and the rampant violence going across the major cities and in some of the most odd places around the world. It makes me thank God that this generation's streak of rebellion is not rebelling against conservatism. This generation's streak of rebellion is being a reactionary returning to tradition thank you thank you lord jesus mary and joseph thank you that this is the spirit of the rebellion this is the spirit of quote unquote rebellion is that you get a reactionary spirit in young kids rather rather than the degeneracy of the three generations prior. Thank heaven. This, by the way, was a mere 30 minutes of news. Not getting caught up in the Mar-a-Lago raid, not getting caught up in all of the degeneracy and wickedness that's already being moved into place in, in, in the government and around the world in global governance. 
the actual practical social dystopia that's currently manifesting itself of child rape and child murder. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I will be very, very happy when they stop saying phrases like give the devil his due. Because the devil is due nothing. Why is it necessary? <laughs> Why is it necessary to start with oneself and one's own family? Because the government's doing all of its things. And while it's busy doing all of the things it wants to do to try and take over the world and try and establish control over everything and to build its new Tower of Babel, whatever that's going to look like, they're not paying attention to the things that governments are supposed to pay attention to, which is where you come in. Because they're not paying attention to crime. And they're not paying attention to vice. And they're not paying attention to degeneracy. In fact, they're promoting degeneracy at every corner. And so it becomes now vitally important for you, the individual, for you, the mother or father, the husband or wife, to fight the fight of chastity, modesty, and purity. To teach your spouse and your children what it means to have custody of one's eyes, to have custody of one's emotions, to have custody of one's will. Because we're coming to the point now that if anybody doesn't have it, you're not gonna get the help. 
from the church up on high. You're not going to get the help from the Vatican. The only help that you're going to get is going to come from Rome Eternal. The only help that you're going to get is going to come from studying dogma, from studying Catholic social teaching, from studying what it means to be moral, to meditate on the life of our Lord, to meditate on Our Lady, to direct all of your attention up to Our Lord, Our Lady, and all of the saints. That's the only help that you're going to have. The only help that you're going to have is going to come from your guardian angel and from your family, from God and the graces that he pours out on you, and from your family and the graces that they merit. That's it. That is it. End of story. Full stop. You're not going to get any help from the police. I've already done how many podcast episodes just in, just in the last several months on the degeneracy of the police? You're not going to get... You're not... <laughs> Look... I like the orange man. I think he's entertaining. But he's not going to be the help. He's not the, he's not the one to save the country. You don't save a country from the top down. You save a country from the homeschool. You say you save a country from the family, from the household. You don't save a country from the White House. You don't save a country from the Congress or the Senate. And to be sure, you know, you got to make some moves. You got to make some moves and try to push the House and the Senate and the White House in the right direction. But you're not going to save the country from up there. You're going to save the country from down here, from around the kitchen table, from within your parish community. And the nice part about it is, is you get to save them because you, by following Catholic social teaching, by following the morals and dogmas of the Catholic Church, by following the eternal Rome, you will be the ones who don't kill yourselves. You'll be the ones not lost to fentanyl. You'll be the ones not lost to monkeypox. You'll be the ones not lost to gender dystopic ideologies. You won't even be lost to the lies and BS that comes out of the government about so-called patriotism or what they would like you to think patriotism is. That's how you save the country. You return to the earth. You return to the land. You teach your children what they need to know to live. Not what they need to know, not what they need to know to get along in the world. We're not of this world. And every day that passes, if you turn on the news and you just kind of scroll through social media, or you look at the YouTube videos of covering major news stories or, or major commentary uh, pieces, and what do you find? <clears throat> well, if you're a Catholic, you find that as you look at all of these things, you are more and more different from all of them. Each and every day. And it's not like you're moving far. You have the same destination. You have the same destination which it which should be as a Catholic, the wood of the cross. At our Lord's feet around the cross. And if that's your destination and we all have that same destination, then you will eventually have a community around the foot of the cross. Under the mantle of protection of Our Lady. Behind the guiding staff of St. Joseph.
they're not going to repent. Sacred scripture says in those days they're not going to repent. That God will unleash the four horsemen and they will not repent. That God will unleash the trumpets and the vials or bowls. That God will unleash all of these judgments and they will not repent. They will not repent if the sun goes black in the sky. They will not repent if the earth tries to shake them off of its surface. They will not repent if the seas turn to blood and the rivers and lakes turn to blood. They will not repent. Individuals will, to be sure, but the world is not going to repent. How many times after each and every one of those judgments do they say, but men did not repent of their sins? They did not turn away from their transgressions. They did not turn away from the evil that they were doing. How many times in sacred scripture does it say that? Monkeypox is one of the last warnings before God really pours out his wrath upon the earth. How do I know? Because you could hide HIV. And you could hide most of, like for the most part, you could hide all of these things. People's bodies would degrade, they would become more frail, they would become more more gaunt or whatever. They would like you could they would slowly change over time as sin marked their physical flesh. And this is no longer the case. God is now saying, you want to participate in this fiasco where even the demons don't want to be around? Well, here, wear the birthmark. The birthmark that you inherited from your father in hell. You can now wear this birthmark and everybody can know. And what do they do? They go, you can't, <clears throat> don't be a bigot. It's not these people. He's making it vis visible so that you can no longer deny it. So that you have to see it. That it becomes obvious. And when it becomes obvious like this, that's when he starts looking around and he, go and he goes, okay, now it's about to drop the hammer. Now, the grapes of wrath that have been pressed by our sins are about to be poured out upon the earth. Don't know how long. I really don't. Might be six months, might be six years. But when you have a, vis a visible plague, not that, not that rumor of a plague that was COVID, but a visible plague, something where you can see the devastation manifested in the flesh of the people who partake in the wickedness. It's when you know the time's coming short. It's when you know he's about to say, okay, you people have no more excuse. I gave you the prophets and you did not repent. I gave you the kings that you asked for, and they led you astray, and they did not repent. I sent my own son, and still you didn't repent. Many did for a long time. <clears throat> I moved the sun out of the sky. <clears throat> I changed its color, and I made it dance.
And then I showed you what was at stake. And the ones who saw, they repented for like a week. And everybody else denies that it even happened. I put, an, I put a light in the night sky that nobody understood. Specifically so that you would know, hey, this other chastisement was coming. I replayed the miracle, small form, in the 1980s, near the, near the end of what you people call the Cold War, and still nothing. I sent my mother time and time again. I came myself to just add to it, and still nothing. I sent my mother down to warn you that purity was going to be the thing, that purity and chastity, that modesty was going to be the thing, that modesty, chastity, purity, and humility were all gonna be core things that you needed to embody. Your country, and what did you do? Nothing. You threw all of that out the window and you completely acted as if it never happened. And admittedly, it wasn't all of the people's fault. The bishops knew the bishops knew what I had done, and they denied. <clears throat> I gave you a devastating plague to remind you that that's not the way to go. <clears throat> and at first you thought it was just the sodomy, but it wasn't just the sodomy, it was everything else. And you believe that your science and your technology would save you. And effectively it did, because people now live with that plague for decades. It's no longer the plague that it was originally. And then you went and did what you really should not have done. And then you seem to go way overboard. They always claimed it would be enough if they could live their lives the way everybody else, the way normal families do. And there were a few voices out in the wilderness that said, if you do that, that's not going to be where it stops. And you did it. And here we are, 10 years later. 10 years later, now I've given you something you can see. You can no longer deny that it is through your filth and pestilential behavior that you are afflicted. But you're gonna do it anyway. Grace is about, on that level, grace is about to run out. Maybe not for you individually, and hopefully I'm, oh, God forbid, not for, not for me either, because I, you know, I definitely need it. But for our society, grace is about to run out. We've turned away from our patrimony, from our inheritance. 
This country went about exterminating the patrimony and inheritance that was here first. To bring the light of Christ to the whole world. Who brought it first? And who came behind and tried to exterminate it? <clears throat> In scripture, when it gets this obvious, <clears throat> when you look and you go, how did these people not know that was going to happen? He told them. Think about this. God willing, we have 10 chances with this crap, too. God willing, we haven't actually used up eight of them already. But anybody remember in the time of Moses, when Moses is, is confronting Pharaoh? How many times did they come back? How many times did it become so obvious that it could only be from one source? I'm praying that this is actually the first and that we have more time to try and get everybody to realize exactly what's going on. Huh, please God, let this be actually the first one. I don't think it is. I think the first one was actually the orange man. I think he was the first signal. Hey, your country is overrun by demons, and here's proof. I'm going to take a milk toast dude who's morally not any, more, not any more superior than anybody else, and we're going to turn him into the single most polarizing figure in the history of your country. Because he's orange. Conveniently the color of justice. And you're going to see the demons manifest in front of your face. Which would mean that this one is number two. Because for some strange reason, with all of the rest of us, ever all of the rest of us on the like, we look and we go, meh. I mean, you know, he did some really cool stuff. But I mean, it's not like he's a savior of mankind or anything. Like, what's the deal? I think he was the first. I think he was the first signal. You're going to see people pop off and be thoroughly irrational. Irrational beyond belief. And then we're going to do this mark. And I don't even want to know what's going to happen next. Because, dear family, I vaguely remember one of the ten plagues being a plague of darkness. It's not outside the realm of possibility. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it is certainly a non-zero chance that one of these upcoming plagues is the three days of darkness. <clears throat> so, in the words of one of the more entertaining comedies that I, had, that I had ever seen, we'd better start acting right. Actually, I just completely defenestrated that comedy. You need to act right before you get smacked right. I don't know. I don't know where in the sequence we're at with this. I don't know if maybe there's something I didn't see before that I really should have seen. But the diabolical manifestation, oh no, this would be number three. Because the first one would be the diabolical manifestation of total irrationality for the orange man. The second one 
would be the manifestation of the servants of Moloch with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. This would be the third one, the, <laughs> the merit badge of uncleanness from sodomitical living. Those are kind of the three big road signs. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff, corruption in government and all that, but when you're looking, when you're looking from a societal, from a cultural standpoint, the three big ones would be the psychopathy that, that manifested with the orange man, the second, the second wave of crazy that manifested with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which didn't even ban abortion for crying out loud. We're not even there yet. We need to get there, but we're not even there yet. And the third one would be this merit badge of hemorrhoidal infection for sodomitical living. <clears throat> Do you really want to know what it's going to be like? Do you need to see the rivers and streams turn to blood? The seas turn to blood? Fire to descend from the heavens? Oh, hey, by the way, I mean, it's not like we're outside of the realm of nuclear war, which would be the easier, non-miraculous way to do it. Also, eh, still kind of obvious. And all of this doesn't even touch on the weird, strange coincidences, like aircraft that keep crashing into food processing plants and fires and shutdown and shutdowns brought about by you know industrial accidents for food processing are we going to wait until it's you know more animal mutilations at some point dear family we need to repent Excuse me. We need to repent. We need to do penance and make reparation. At some point, we really need to push ourselves. Because the time is coming. It's coming quickly. Fun fact about a thief in the night. If you're actually vigilant... You can hear them coming, and you can catch them before they arrive. I'm just saying. Pray for the church. Pray for the nation. And pray that some more people get a little bit more vocal and start pushing back hard. Consider getting on the horn with your representatives, both at the federal level, the state level, Get on the horn with your governor, your state assemblyman. Go to your city council meetings and start dropping the message that we need to drastically change. We need a constitutional convention to defenestrate the federal government. We need, <clears throat> we need to begin to protect ourselves now. It may already be too late, but if we don't start now, Think it's going to be easier when we start later? Pray and fight. That's the task now. 
pray and fight. It's too late in the game to be sitting on the bench anymore. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.